This is Hers and Hers and His, a Threes Company podcast. I'm Tucker. I'm Matteo. And I'm Jinx. Everybody was getting crunk. You guys hey, remember? were getting crunk. That's yeah, you got crunk. That's when that's when you're like drunk and high, correct? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. It was a dance thing. Oh, you don't even know what it? crunk is? Yeah. Wasn't it oh, a dance? No, that's crump. No, I think that's crump. Crumping. Are you sure? Drinking. Yeah, crunk, I think, is yeah. like drunk and also high. And crumping is a kind of dance. Crazy I may be wrong, drunk. but if I know. Crunk is crazy drunk. Oh, crazy, crazy drunk. drunk. Oh, that's what crunk oh, everybody's is? Everybody's still okay. getting crunk. Yeah, everybody's crunk. Everybody's crunk all the time. They're probably crunker now oh, than they were what? then think, during the crunk days. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of crossed, which is cross, cross? which is short for cross-faded. Yeah, like you're drunk and you're high. That's so. That's but all of those so are passe anyway. Because now you say waffled. Yeah, we say waffled. Yeah. Waffled? Is we that a, is that a Boise thing? No, no we made just, it up. Oh, waffled it. with an O. Oh man, that guy is <laughs> waffled. Oh, I was totally waffled. Yeah, and then I had to blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> waffled. I got to get a Jinx and Tucker to English Dictionary. There's so many great terms. So it's its own language, and I love it. So language. <laughs> it's its own language, she said. <laughs> oh, it's so language. But also, but also so language. It's so language. This is so language. The way we're just talking. Oh, man. Communicating. So, <laughs> With so words. Language. With your new cat. The words. Is she still over there? <clears throat> we got a new cat, you know. Oh. You guys got a third room. cat. Well, two Oh, why? Because she wants to leave? One of them's Charlie. What do you mean two and a half? <laughs> um, <laughs> because... because Gray, like, goes outside. In the summertime, she doesn't even come inside. And she goes outside. Oh, right. And so she's and, she, and she's 18 years old. She's on 18. her way out. That is a long time for a cat. Well. Yeah. And she doesn't really belong to us. We just yeah. rent her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, she came with the house. Really, That's right. Correct. Yeah. We yeah. only own two cats. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a lot more reasonable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one was Francis. And what's the new cat's Christmas name? Present. Well. Well, it came with the name Majesty. But from, they just named her that they, at the Humane oh, Society. Yeah. So it's not really her name. <clears throat> well, she doesn't know it or anything. Right. But Francie's like, but that's her name. And we're like, but it can be anything. Francis, it's not her, her name. name's Majesty. She keeps calling her Majesty. We're calling her <laughs> Sissy. Yeah, we've been calling her Sissy SpaceX. Aww. Oh, why? Oh, because because she's orange. Yeah, she looks. She looks <laughs> when she looks at you. Sometimes she totally looks. Yeah, like she does a hell of a Loretta Lynn. Yeah, and right now she's oh, just right in front of the door, having a great time. Yeah, she's been Aww. our buddy. She hides all day long. And then at night, much, she jumps on our faces. Yeah, much like the real sissy SpaceX. Mm-hmm. She's nocturnal. <laughs> she around the house. <laughs> she lays on the table sometimes when no one's looking. Okay. Yeah. Because she's nocturnal. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just found out that she lays on the table. Uh, we have to put a stop to that. We didn't know that she was a laying on the table cat. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But she was a stray cat. She was just like on the streets, cat, and she I was got about to call her a table so, hopper, so but I sad. thought it sounded racist or something. No, it might be racist. It's like, what is that? 
Does I don't know. I wouldn't say it again. I'm not going to say that anymore. Um, yeah, she was <laughs> straight cat living on the streets. Okay. And they brought her in, and now she has a beautiful home. She's probably so happy and thankful for us. Oh, she should be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, your place is great. I love I love coming over to visit. It's very comfy. Yeah, yeah. If you were a cat, you'd want to stay. Yeah. Heck yeah. I want to be a cat. Yeah, they don't do anything. Nothing. <sighs> Zero responsibility. Like the least they could do is catch the spiders. They don't even you know? have to entertain you. No, they don't do that. They don't, even. Do they don't anything. even like play for you or nothing. Anything. No, yeah. cats are terrible. They're just weird roommates. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> well, that is okay. certainly not mm-hmm. what we're here to talk about. There it was. Yeah. Did I do the line? <laughs> I did the line right. I got it. it. <laughs> no. Yay. What are we here to it's talk not. about? It's not. We're James? here to talk about the television program Three's Company. Oh. Um, but specifically, ah. season five, episode eight, Jack to the Rescue. Oh, so we're gonna like mm-hmm. specifically zoom, like really, really zoom focus in on that episode. In on this one episode of Three's Company. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But of course, consider I thought general this... talk, discussion. Oh, okay. That sounds like a good plan. I thought this 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 name of this episode to me is totally sexist. Why, Matt, <laughs> Matteo? Yeah. Well, let me tell you because because. It should have been called Cindy Gets Fired or Cindy Gets Her Job Back or Cindy Loses Her Job, whatever. Or Jack right. Ruins Cindy's Life, you know, but yeah. like Jack yeah. to the Rescue? Yeah. It's a, it's weird. All right. But last week, you predicted that it oh, was right. about how Cindy gets into some man trouble applying for a new job. <gasps> You're on the right track. You're on the right oh! track. Jack wow. has to find her and get her out of this pickle. Oh shit! Somewhat. That's pretty. Jack cool. and Janet and Larry. Uh, well, Larry comes along, um, and there's a job. Wait, wait! It's getting more. It's getting more. Yeah, there was now. more. <laughs> anyway, and, and they, oh, they get some help from from Furley. You just kind of right, roped right, everyone right, right, else right. into the plot at that point. Okay. But the well, basic it wasn't thing, off. it's generally generally correct. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good week for the like friend, Mario Martinez. So, so this episode <laughs> aired once again right on target of January 6th, 1981. Wow. This is creepy. We're not doing this on purpose. No. No. It's so odd. Hey, listeners. But it's we are, the beginning of January when we're recording this. Yeah. We're... Um, we're oh, right. right we should say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the one that's coming out today is us being like, hey, this is our first one of the Christmas season. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, you know, we, that's that, annoying. That's also, People are like, know, oh, we're so sick of Christmas. People could be listening to that in September. Yeah, no, that's nostalgia for them. Matter. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, this episode is in 1981, mm-hmm. right? So we're we're in the 80s. We're in the 80s now. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. 80s are really cooking. We're in, yeah. And just as an update, we're in the 80s. Cindy's here now. Cindy's here. Chrissy. Chrissy. Oh boy. Not really here. here. Well, we'll get but, to it. Okay. But. In her own we'll get to it. We'll get to habits. it. Yeah. We'll yeah. Get to it. Okay. No. No. Let's do this. Jack okay. to the rescue. <laughs> okay. In the apartment. We start in the apartment, as usual. And Jack's mm-hmm. sitting at the table mm-hmm. and he's writing something. He's hard at work on it. And you know he's hard at work because there's scrunched up pieces of paper lying about. Yeah, yeah. He's mm-hmm. really working. <laughs> and um, Janet enters. Struggling with a couple bags of groceries. <sighs> Overly and she's like, Whoa, struggling. Help! Whoa! And Jack's like, yeah, I could use some help. Completely oblivious to the fact that she's struggling. And then he tries to get help from her, 
while she struggles her way into the kitchen, puts the groceries down. And he comes in, follows her, and it's like, that's rude. I would have helped you if you needed help. Ha! No. Do you get it? Yeah, I get it. It's a good joke. Now, listen, did, because... you, did you guys recognize that, that wallet keychain thing that Janet had as, like, something your mom had? Oh, that's or, interesting. Like, you were familiar with? Mm. I did. I can, yeah. when, And when she put it in her mouth, yeah, I was like, oh, I, I can familiar. taste that wallet. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have been that's great um a similar item i'm sure yeah is that the wallet that had the key rings inside of it yeah it was like they were like attached somehow and then it was like a little black leather Mm -hmm. clasp little change purse like yeah uh uh-huh yeah 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 i feel like i feel like mom had one of those at some point yeah um so anyway, he says to, he's trying to get his resume ready for Cindy because she said she'd type it for him. She's a typist. And, uh, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm sending it. I'm, I'm applying for jobs at restaurants. And uh, he's got, he's like real, he's real kiss ass in the in the Real flowery resume yeah. writing. Very, and very <clears throat> like, dear sirs and madams. Right. You have the best restaurant. Your fine establishment. Finest restaurant. And uh, says he's sending them to all the restaurants. I would love to know how old Jack is because he writes a resume like he's 16. Well, he's theoretically – okay, wait. We're in season five. They were 19 or 20 when this started. Is is that what we were made to believe? Because I, I didn't get clarity on that. I still don't know how old these people are supposed to be that have now been living with each other way too long. Yeah, way too long. Way yeah. too long. Like they're yeah, they're fully fully in their mid. I mean, this is interesting. Yeah, they're they're in, in the common law five, marriage right? now. Huh? Basically, yeah, yeah, they're married. We're in season five, and this show started only three years ago. Is that right? Yeah. Right, because of the second season uh, intro that they had in the spring, yeah. right. right in spring of seventy eight, <clears throat> which which got them a fall of seventy eight season so two. Been, mm-hmm. So that year so had been basically two seasons. Three years. Oh, right. is in in real time? I mean, is the uh, season? I guess year? you're right. It's I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Or is a season a year? Good. Of story? These are great questions. So it's five years. I feel like a season is a year of story. Hmm. That's you would think, years. but yeah. who knows? Who know. knows? Anyway, they've been living yes. together for far too long for just three twenty-something. I think it's too long. I think they're yeah. – yeah, they look a little long in the tooth to be like doing some kind of like post-college well, situation. Yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't help that they act like kids, like that they've always yeah. acted like children. Like they treat the especially because them like children. But but you know honestly, it's to me it's Cindy. Like she acts so much younger than them, Ugh. which makes them look a little bit more ridiculous. Yes, right. It does. Yeah, it makes them seem parental. Yeah, it's Cindy. all like I think when it was a yeah, they do seem oddly parental to her. Mm. Ugh. Perfect. Anyway, we haven't even gotten. Okay, to okay. that yet. No, They're, no um, so oh, sorry, anyway, sorry. He's okay. He's waiting to do that and uh, he needs his resume typed up. Ding dong. <clears throat> Janet exits the kitchen to go answer the door and it's Ralph Furley mm-hmm. wearing his, I guess, his gardening getup yeah. and he's got a dead plant that he just doesn't understand why it's dead. He gave it everything except water, of course. <laughs> water. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And the Janet, of course, calls it its scientific name. Yeah, and he's like, I because thought it was a fern. A professional. So then Jack comes in and they make a joke about By the, the way, plant. by the way, sorry. I just <laughs> Janet's clothes again. I was looking at those at that outfit. It was like that sheer oh. top with the with the really cute, like sort of burgundy pencil skirt. And I was oh, like, yeah. what flower shop do you wear that to? I know. He's just leaving the office where she is a CEO. <laughs> Ridiculous. Anyway, sorry. That keep going. how you dressed to work anywhere. 
in the 80s, the 70s that's and true. 80s. I mean, that's you true. dressed up you dressed to go to up your job. To go to work. You didn't dress in a fucking t-shirt. True. You did anywhere you worked. No, you, that you was got dressed unacceptable. To work, right. yeah. Unless you were like in some sort of, you know, like, and that's what you did uh, as a. You know, I remember in the 80s, but, like, but in a dressed up, it was a long skirt and a blouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's how but you in a retail up. service situations such as the one that Janet finds herself in, it was very common to wear uniforms. So at this time, that's right. Uh, which I'm surprised that she doesn't. True, but it's a little, it's like a little mom and pop flower shop. You know, they didn't have even uniforms. then. No, I mean even then, like places. Even then, I think they even then, I'm a, I'm a jinx. I'm a jinx. Have us. Yes, yeah, we yes, think she'd yes. at least have like a especially smock. a smock. Yes. Yeah, especially like a yeah, yeah, exactly. Boom. Boom, smock. Boom, smock. Done. Solved. Done. That's our new podcast. podcast. (laughs) Boom, smock. (laughs) Well, good night. Cheers. Uh, Well, we we finished you. Crackly biscuits. Boom, smock. No, Jiminy Crackets, not Crackly Biscuits. Sorry. Okay, keep going. Crackly Crackets. (laughs) I forget. Okay. 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 What the hell are we talking about? Where are we? Oh, um, Janet just answered the door oh, for early. He said his plant had died. Right. She used okay. Jack came. Jack back. comes in. Yeah, and then and then after some more nonsense with the plant, he says something about his resume. And Furley's like, "Resume? Well, you got to let me help you with that because apparently he's great at writing resumes. <laughs> How'd you think he got this job? Uh huh. Right. Well, your brother Bart. I still had to write a resume. <sighs> so labored. It's hilarious. I, I bet he did. Whatever. I'm sure he did. And then, so anyway, he's like, well, thanks for Mr. Furley. But, and he starts walking him out while he's trying to come up with something for Jack's resume. And as he's walking him to the door, then Cindy bursts in, knocking Jack over, of course, because of course. she's such a klutz so that she can't see Jack on the other side of a door. What a klutz. It's another example of her... Not being a klutz. <laughs> when she crazily just having <laughs> bounced through the door. Terrible yeah, timing. Just Jack being in bad, just having bad luck. Yeah. And um, sh- wait till you hear what happened. Wait till you hear what happened to her today. Oh my gosh, wait till you hear and what Jack happened. Jack doesn't her. have any patience for it. No. He, he, he abandons her and she eventually grabs Janet. And Janet's like, tell me all about it. And Furley leaves. And so Cindy says she was getting coffee for her boss when, wait, 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 wait. Time out. You were doing what? Mm-hmm. Getting coffee? And she's like, that's not the funny part, Janet. <laughs> wait a minute. Now, I'd like to say, just just venturing to say, it is 1981. Mm-hmm. She is a right. entry level secretary. Yeah. It to uh-huh. me, I, I think it's her job to get coffee. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I was surprised Janet coffee. was making a stink. Yeah. I yeah. totally agree. Like, who and all of the stuff the that she was doing peripherally, I don't know. But yeah. that to me is what was expected at that time. Terrible. I mean, it's terrible, but I'll tell you what. I know PAs in Hollywood that still do that kind of stuff. That's right. I was going to oh, say. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, like is it? Is it? I mean, okay. I, I would feel like you're you're kind of like your secretary slash receptionist, right? You receive people, mm-hmm. and you yeah, they work you, there in the office yeah. where the main entrance was. Is that not acceptable? Uh, in any capacity anymore? Do you have to have uh, your own? Is it? Is it uncouth to pay somebody to get you coffee? <laughs> like, can you not do that? I think. Well, do you have to. I do you need a specific an coffee that's person? in your job title? Right. Yeah. Or your job like description, at least. Like, I understand that she washed his car on her lunch break. Yeah, that's, that's a little. Off. That's a little right. much. But also taking his clothes to the cleaners. I think that's still in there too. And I mean, maybe this ventures into like personal assistant territory maybe yeah. rather than just office secretary work 
Yeah, maybe. But right. But it does that, cross but... over. It does cross over into that personal sphere. But yeah, 1981. Like, this was. Like those were the Wild West days. I'm happy that they're. Yeah. They're not. Sure. They're like, I'm glad hey, they're this taking isn't, a stand. They're like, this isn't okay. Yeah. It's not your job to get him his coffee. I guess. I guess. Um, Somebody asked me to get them coffee at work the other day, and I was livid. Well, sure. But did I do Who it? Who asked you? I did. Cl- Wait, you don't have to say on the podcast. No, a client. Oh, a client. Oh. To like get them another what? cup of coffee. And I was like. What did you um, say? I was like, well, of course. Of course. I'll get you a cup of coffee, I said. And then I You're went. You're so neighborly, girl. the entire girl. time I was making the coffee, I was just like, God fucking. What am I? This is. I did not go to college <laughs> so that I could. Yeah. Like, this was not part of my thing. But but also there's Fill, another yourself person the that rage. works with, in our office who also went to college who part of her job is she gets coffee for clients. So I can't it's still believe a thing. people come in and, I mean – Unless you offer, like if somebody offers, because I, sometimes I get coffee or tea offered to me when I get my hair done, and yeah. I'm like, I'll have a, I'll have a tea, I'll have a tea, just throw a little bag of peppermint in an old hot cup, you know, ain't no thing really, right? <laughs> no big deal. But it's something. <laughs> but it, but because they offer it, I always try to you know accept hospitality. But oh man, yeah, no, she offers it too when people come in. I don't. I would never, <laughs> ever, ever accept a drink in an office. Really? Ever again. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, this is After too... this, yeah. Is this too fraught? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to venture into these waters. What if it's a man that gets it for you? I don't know. Then I'm, uh, listen, see? I'm oh, not making those judgments. That's, that's where I stand on this, is that I'm I'm staying out of it. Right, if it's want, a woman, I, I will won't. not. But if it's a hot guy, I'm gonna take that hot drink from that hot dude. I will. There was a guy Neither at work way. who you could tell that he felt nervous about one of us getting him a cup of coffee, and he was like, "I mean, I, I can get it myself." And we were like, "No, it's like in our kitchen. You can't get it yourself." Well, that's see, that's how you should, <laughs> that, that's how you should handle it. Go get it yourself. I mean, offer to be like, I, oh, I'd love to get it myself. You know, like, oh yeah, yeah, know. that's true. Maybe that's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah I don't want to trouble you. Try yeah. that Matthew. at all. Next time you're getting your hair done, and they're like, "Hey, would you like a cup of tea?" Be like, "Oh, I could get it myself," and see just how. how <laughs> and then they they're like, I was "Okay," insane. and then you should go somewhere and get a tea, and then come back. I would feel terrible Thank for the, the twenty I teas I've that. had there. Great. I don't need this kind of pressure. We need to move on. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> You've got it 20 times before. This time you're like, I can make it myself. They would be They're so like, what are you? That's true. What's wrong now, with our now, tea? On this episode of Adventures with Hillbilly Jinx, I had never been to a salon where they gave you wine. Mm-hmm. Until I did. Wow. I okay. You got waffled? <laughs> I got what? waffled. <laughs> because I didn't understand that maybe you just shouldn't just keep drinking the wine. You should just have a glass of wine and get on with your haircut. But the girl was so talkative and she just kept giving me more wine and I kept drinking it. And and then I just got super drunk while I was getting a haircut. Wow, that's great. I, I don't even get offered wine. I got I to gotta figure this out. I got to go to a better salon. Yeah, why? I don't know. Maybe a trashier one. Yeah, go for to one for winos. Yeah, right. Um, oh man, boxcar Lulu's. That's where she gets her hair done. Boxcar Lulu's. Come on. I mean, that's kind of what it looks. They like. They warm themselves around the barrel and drink some wine, and uh-huh. then she cuts her hair. She just is like chop. A rusty I think a box Boxcar Lulu is just waiting to be done. I think that would go over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess me. 
Okay. I've been trying to play this episode so we could watch along and see the outfits and the stuff, and I can't get it. it to work. That's weird. Have you restarted the app? Um, okay, where are we? Um, okay, so she's like, she's upset about all of this, Janet is, and Jack comes out and she goes, can you believe this? That she has, that her boss is making her get her coffee, wash his car, pick up <laughs> his dry cleaning, whatever. And, and Jack says... Oh, you mean like secretarial things? <laughs> right? <laughs> and she's like, what? Oh, it gets worse. He goes, you know, like women things, he <gasps> says. Oh. And then he, he retreats to the kitchen, having stepped in that one, mm-hmm. I'll say. Foot in mouth. Oh, my God. <clears throat> so then and Janet's like, I want you to go in there and I want you to stand up to your boss and say, I'm not going to get you coffee anymore. Oh, so the next day. In the office. Well, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cindy's typing, and she gets a phone call at her desk from Janet, obviously, telling her she better stand up for herself. She's like, "No, I She's haven't like told harassing her. Yet. She just won't get off her case." And uh, so then, Mister Hadley enters. Her boss, Mister Hadley, <laughs> our first of a bajillion Paddikins once again. We better start. This was a big paddockins. We better start picking up the pace here. I forgot about all these paddockins. Yeah. Um, oh, I know, right? Mr. Well, we, have, we don't have to do all lost. of them. Played oh, by actor Rod Colbin, who was born in 1923 in New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, oh, now, an old yeah, uh, he unfortunately passed away uh, in 2007. Uh, yeah. And he has quite a resume. Um, uh, he's got 51 credits to his name. So, you know, it's pretty good. Gets a start in 1951 in a TV series called Hands of Mystery. Uh, and then goes on to be in a lot of sort of like crime procedurals, which makes sense because he's got, you know, that kind of, you know, look to him that he could play, you know, a detective or a, or a judge, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. Any Hooters. Yeah. Um, in 1975, he gets on an episode of Sanford and Son. In 1975, it's also an episode of Maude. Gets on Marcus Welby, MD, The Jeffersons, Lou Grant, Charlie's, yeah, Charlie's Angels, uh, Alice. He's on four episodes of The Ropers, uh, and I guess he plays a character named Hubert Armbruster, which makes sense because he did have that Fresno accent down mm-hmm. to a T. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He was really He's putting off a, a lot Har- of arm bursts. Cindy. Yeah. He was in Harper Valley PTA. He was in Flo, the Alice spinoff. And then uh, this is his first of two Three's Companies episodes that he's going to be in. The first one uh, is this one where he plays Charles Hadley. But the next one is going to he's going to play some guy named Mr. Franklin. Goes on to be in The Greatest American Hero. Such a great show. Barney Miller. Uh, He's in Remington Steel in 1983. The A-Team, give me a break. And then um, his last episode is in 1986. He does – yeah, remember that with Nell Carter? Nell Carter, yeah. Give me a break because I know what it takes. Oh, I love that show. Uh, and then his last uh, – uh, he's in the Twilight Zone remake in 1986. But from 1986 to the time he passes away in 2007, he's not in anything anymore. So – Huh. You know, it's you're always. I always wonder, like, what pulls yeah. these guys out of out of the business. But uh, there you go, Rod Colvin. Mm-hmm. All right, and so he's Mr. Hadley. He enters with uh, he's brought and J- or what's her name? Cindy. Cindy stands up and she's like, "I have something I want to tell you." And he gives her some flowers and yeah, like a whole like nice little bouquet of flowers. And he's not even being a like a sleazeball about it. He's being just like I thought it would make you your day, brighten your day. Like he thought of her specifically. Yeah, kind of a nice gesture. And uh, she goes to put them in water, and he goes into his office. So that's when Jack enters, and he has a little. He flirts with the other secretary there at the front desk. At the front desk. Mm-hmm. And and eventually, you know, sits down to wait. And 
But really, yeah, we just introduce her because she's going to pop up again later. But uh, what's her name? Do we have a name for her? Other receptionist? I mean, yes. Uh, Yeah. So uh, now her name is uh, Sheila because she comes back. Uh, And that Sheila uh, is played by an actress named Amy Knockbar. Um, Now, she doesn't really have very many credits. In fact, only two. Uh, This one. And she was in something, a TV miniseries called Jacqueline Susan's, Suzanne's, or Susan's, I don't know, Valley of the Dolls as a character named Tessa. But that's it. Those are the only two credits that she has. Um, Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Amy Nachbar. All right. Wow. Okay. Well, fine. So Be she's that all way. like, she's all like, you know, Cindy will be right back, and then Cindy's right back. Yeah, and so and she's come back with his coffee. Yeah, which, but then she sits down at her desk because she's like, "Oh, here's your resume, Jack. I've got it mm-hmm. all typed up." He's like, "Oh, great!" So he comes, looks over her shoulder, and starts, you know, be like, "Ah, oh, it looks great." You know, look at it. Almost makes those lies look believable or whatever, and then. This is when Mr. Hadley comes out. Yeah, and he's like, where's my coffee? What the hell's going on out here? You're doing what on company time, Mm -hmm. Cindy? You know about our policy about personal... Personal typing. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, and then Jack just proceeds to make everything worse and worse and worse and worse. And brings up all the stuff that Janet wanted her to bring up, but like, but not really. He's bringing up like the actual tasks, not the like. It's not fair that I'm doing this, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just he's making it so much worse. Yeah, and then they basically get into a shouting match, and then Cindy stands up and says, "Hey, wait a minute! I think if you have something to say to." Say you can say it to me, and he says, "Okay, you're fired. You're fired." And then Jack's like, "Well, I guess he he won't be pushing you around anymore." Ha <laughs> ha! And then he's like, he mugs around for a while while we go to commercial. Yeah, it was like a good forty-five seconds of mugging. Uh... <laughs> Which great, great. He's so good at that. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah. Commercial, it. huh? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we can just keep going. I know, but maybe we need a little break. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we've well, I already got my can of pop already, but Oh, you've got your soda. Okay. Here, fine. I'll go get a refill of my coffee while oh. you talk about a commercial. Well, okay. Coffee sounds so good. If I didn't, I'll talk about a commercial. Guess what? Oh, guess what I got for Christmas, Matteo. (gasps) Ooh, I don't know. What did you get for Christmas? I got the TikTok sensation crisscross applesauce chair. What is that? (laughs) It. It's an office chair that has like a big wide ass seat so that you can sit cross legged in it if you oh, want to. Wow, that's so cool! And and it's huge. And my office chair at work is falling apart, and so Tucker got me a new chair, and I can't wait. Oh, that's so cute! I can't wait to sit my big. Oh my gosh, in that it. is a it's really great. cute idea. But it's but that's all so interesting. over TikTok. Like every third video, it's really? like you've got to have this chair. You've got to have this chair. Have you tried this chair? Look at this chair. Uh, see, I never got TikTok because I was scared of the that, that it was spyware from another country. <laughs> well, mm, I mean, I think we've already. Been I know on it that doesn't one. matter. No, no, no like kidding, people. right? Like, what am I scared of at this no, point? Like, we have no privacy. Yeah, there's no privacy. It's fine. It's fine. That's so cute. That's a great idea. Well, I got I got Philip some shoes and some socks. <laughs> oh, it was very exciting. Yeah. Was there something special and about got, the socks? 
No, I just went to the Glendale Galleria and I got oh. like what I thought was a ni- nice couple pairs of socks from a couple of different stores uh, that I was like, oh, he's going to like these and these. It was like a nice curated collection of, of foot, foot sockwear. Oh, whole season's and, wardrobe uh, of socks. Wonderful. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And then uh, he got me this really cute uh, silver uh, buck, like bracelet. Like uh, It's got two little lion's heads looking at each other. And he's like, look, it's me and you. And I was like, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little rock and roll for me. But I was like, ah, what are you going to do? I'll wear this when I go out. It's really cute. Oh, I like it. Okay. What was your yeah. favorite gift, honey? Your um, oil change? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got or your you washer. Got Tucker. Oh, An oil change. Oh, that's right. Hey, how's the new washer working? Oh, yeah. it's working a lot. I bet. New's yeah. Stretch, yeah, it's not it's, quite new, but it's working. it's working. And we are Yay. using it all the time. It's been going nonstop. That's great. For days. We're gonna wear it out good. Awesome. Yeah, it's got a six month guarantee. So yeah, so we're just gonna run it every day for six months. Run it down. <laughs> right at the end, we'll be That's like, great. "Oh man, it's making a weird sound." It's starting to squeak a little. It's starting to. Look at that. <laughs> That's great. Better replace it. Don't replace Whatever. it. Whatever. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. So we're back Merry to the apartment. That was great. Uh, apartment. <clears throat> Janet and. So they're all three there, and Jan's like, one at a time, one at a time, because they're yelling at her about what happened. So they go sit on the couch, and then uh, there's this whole bit with basically Jack letting Janet take the blame, letting her believe that it's those things that she wanted him, her to stand up for herself about were the reason he got fired. Concealing the fact that he's the one that escalated things and made it worse. Um, until, of course, that falls apart. Right. But you mentioned Furley coming back in. Ding dong. Oh, okay. It's Furley, <laughs> and he's got some... This this guy's got some dope rhymes for Jack's resume. Yeah, he's oh, really God. done some work. Let's, you know... I forget what it is now, but it's like something like, my name's Jack and cooking's my game. Like it's yeah, one of those. Jack's my name and cooking's my game. Yeah, there uh, it is. Uh, you know, it's always that. I uh, mean, like, oh, God, that's all they could come up with? I mean, I, oh, boy. I mean, I, I don't, don't know what he actually says, but it's along those lines. And then he's like, what's the deal with her? Why is she crying? Yeah. And they're like, she lost her job. And he's like, oh, great. I'll write her resume. Right. So he starts, oh, he's like, think means. about it downstairs, Mr. Furley. Yeah, they can't. Pushes him, him towards the door. And um, and then Janet's like, Jack, you got to apologize. Yeah. So he's like, I'm sorry, Cindy. And she's like, not to Cindy. To her boss. He's like, he, he'd throw me out of the window. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, and he's like, well, I guess it's only the fourth story. Whoa, what happened? What's a cat, what's a cat doing over there? The cat was flopping around. Cat's being crazy. Oh. Um, so then we're, we're at the office, and there is a new secretary there. And let me tell you, she's pretty severe. She is named probably something like... Harriet Helen, or is that the wife's name? Anyway, the what you got her? I don't know. This new Paddykins, not Harriet Hadley. Is it Nancy Andrews? I don't know. I don't know if they ever say. It's got to be. Wait. Oh, the yeah. Hold on a second. No, Nancy Andrews is the. uh, Oh wait, wait. That is her. She's the grumpy. Yes. The, okay. The, the, yeah, she's the grumpy secretary. This is actress Nancy Andrews, who was born in 1924 and passed away in 1989 at the age of 64. She was actually uh, kind of young. Um, she gets her start uh, in 1954 in, in on the Pond Theater uh, TV series. I guess they did like 
like a lot of like plays on TV back in the day. Um, oh, yeah. Then she goes on to be in some like stuff I've never heard of. Uh, she doesn't get her next gig from 1954 to 1964. And then she gets on Bewitched in 1967. And she plays uh, a character named Aunt Agatha, uh, which is which sounds kind of cool. Then she's actually in a TV movie in 1967 called Three's a Crowd. Woo! Spooky! Well, well, well. Yeah, uh, she goes on to be in some more TV uh, shows and movies. Nothing of note. The the most uh, famous one being Three's Company in 1981, and then in 1984, yeah. uh, she does a she does a TV series named Matt Houston, uh, uh-huh. where she played assistant DA. Yeah, I remember Matt Houston, and um, that was it. That was her whole career. Just uh, eighteen yeah. credits over. 30 years in the business. Wow. Um, uh, one note for me is mm. on uh, in 1970, she did, she's, she plays passenger with crying child uncredited in a movie called the sidelong glances of a pigeon kicker. Oh my God. I watched that movie recently because <laughs> it's a very uh, like the it might be the first post softcore uh, Sylvester Stallone appearance. Okay. Like, because he did that party at Kitties and Studs, which was kind of porn. Right. And then he's in this movie just in a party scene. Oh. Like dancing. Like, she, was in a, yeah. she was in a movie with Sly Stallone. With Sylvester Stallone in 1970. Crazy. Yeah. Is it not the craziest thing that he is still like doing TV and movies and stuff? Like, good heavens. How old is this guy? He's got to be late 70s by now, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right? right? I would think, at least. Got to be. (sighs) He's my best friend, you know? Yeah. Because I had that dream. Yeah, I had this dream that we sat and talked on the steps of this old stone church that was in my hometown for like a whole night. And I I learned everything about him. We were super bonded. Like we left, we hugged. It was like a whole meaningful thing. And I know he had the same dream. I know he did. I can just feel it. <laughs> and I know that if I met him, That's he would great. be like, oh, my God. Like he would remember it. From the I dream. know it. We had that really significant <laughs> evening at the church. Remember that time in the church? You're really good at that. I suck. Um, <laughs> where were we? <laughs> Listen, you can't oh, right. eat the plants. All oh, right, the new secretary. Stop eating the plants. Hey. Hey, you. Sorry, new cat problems. Cat. The cat is trying to eat the plants. Your your beautiful collection of plants in the corner? Yeah, in the corner, yeah. Don't eat the plants. Don't eat the plants. I came out and found, because I had a couple little spider plants that were just like on a ledge in the living room, and I came out and found them all nippled down to like two inches tall. (laughs) Oh no! Like, well, good. She eats plants and lays on the table. Awesome. <coughs> She's got some habits. We're gonna try to get out of her somehow. I don't know. You know, you All can right. suggest. Maybe they'll pick up on it. Okay. So. Anyway, yeah, so she's she's very like nobody gets in without an appointment. This mm. new secretary, and oh, Jack's like, oh. Brother. And That's me. I'm that secretary. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> she's about, she stood up to say that to Jack. Uh-huh. And then as she's sitting down, he's like, wait, don't sit down. And he decides to flatter her by saying that it's like you floated out of that chair. I've never seen anything so graceful. And she immediately just eats it up. Me. Like that. And she's like, what? Yeah. I, I Giggling. And- me stand and walk for you? Never. She yeah. really, I thought she really did a great job because she really won the audience over and they loved her. That's oh, true. yeah. They loved good. her. And, uh, yeah, he asked her to 
could you please just walk and glide for me? And don't stop. Stopping would be like, yeah. what does he say? Shoot. Uh, oh, I can't remember. Stopping a bird mid-flight. Yeah. Right. And he does this. Like so shooting a bird. <laughs> yeah. So he does this so he could run into Mr. Hadley's office and apologize. Yeah. He just wants to get her out of the way. So she walks off, he runs in, and then we're inside Mr. Hadley's office, and he comes in, and Mr. Hadley is in a a, a passionate embrace Ah, with Sheila. There he is, mid-flagrante. Mid-flagrante. I gotta keep adding more words to this list. All right. Uh huh. No, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna be like, "Oh, do you like her? Do you want to get? Do you want to have a flagrante with her?" You you want to be in flagrante? Yeah. Well, I've been having this flagrante. Oh, en flagrante. Got it. Okay. I have to ask Philip. (laughs) Hey, what are you doing this weekend? You want to? You want to go get en flagrante? Uh, anyway, he's, he's, uh, he immediately is like, what do you, what does he say? Is there, what can I do for, what can I do for you or something? Is there you something I can do for you? Something. He says. You. And then Jack's like, as a matter of fact, there is. Yeah. Like yeah. he's going to be, he's all immediately. Mm, and Jack's I got all, you. Oh, his secretary's I, I, job is never done. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> God bless. Is there something I can do? But this, it's crazy how quick Jack goes to blackmail. Yeah. Right? Just immediately. And with with relish. He's all, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Yeah, you can, he literally twirls his mustache. Yeah. It's a dastardly <laughs> tripper. I'm going to start twirling my mustache. This is dastardly tripper. <laughs> Okay, so we're back at the apartment, and Cindy's moaning and crying, and Janet's reading the lawn ads for her, and ding dong. And wouldn't you know it, it's Mr. Hadley. There Mr. Hadley at, the, at apartment. the apartment, and he's come to apologize. And she, she's trying to eat the plants again. She's, he's come to apologize. <laughs> He Sorry. says that he told his wife what was going on and his wife set him straight and said that he was out of line and she uh, she can come back tomorrow and if, with a raise, of course. And she's like, oh, right. I'll take it. And Janet's like, wait a minute. She's like, will she have to get your coffee? And she's like, he's like, no, she won't have to do any of that stuff. She'll only have to do her job. She'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take says. it. Ding dong. Ralph has some resume notes for her. Right. He's coming now. And then they're like, hey, here's your, uh, this is Mr. Hadley. He's like, oh, this is your boss, the one that fired you? I'll try it on him. And so yeah, he busts a rhyme for uh, for Mr. Hadley. He, uh, right. Mr. Hadley's like, she has the job. Yeah, and he goes, oh, this works. This works better than I thought. Oh. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so he he goes to leave, and then guess who shows up? Who? Harriet Hadley. Harriet. Harriet Hadley. Oh, I thought, sure, I remembered from something and didn't. This is Mr. Hadley's wife, our final Paddikins? I think so. Oh, my stars. Yes. Uh, this is actress Ruth Manning, uh, born in 1920 and passed away in 2004. Uh, and she does have a pretty extensive um, uh, resume uh, under her belt. She gets her start all the way back in 1951 in an episode of a TV series called Trapped. Uh, then she's on the Guiding Light in 1952, which I I didn't know Guiding Light was like on TV from the 50s. Um, she gets to be, uh, and, but that's in the 50s. It's it's almost 20 years later 
that she's on family in 1975, Barnaby Jones. Then she gets on the Waltons in 1977, an episode of Maud. She is in Lou Grant, the Jeffersons, Bionic Woman. She's an episode of Rhoda. Yeah, I mean, she's really just cranking uh, show after show. She's in Three's Company, The Devil and Max Devlin, starring Bill Cosby. Do you guys remember that? Um, she's in an episode of Quincy. Do you remember Bill Cosby? (laughs) 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 Who could forget Bill Cosby? Uh, in 84, she's an episode of The Facts of Life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, she's in an episode of Hotel. She gets on Remington Steel, New Heart. She's in an episode of Night Court, MacGyver, Ellen uh, in 1995. Holy cow. She's in an episode of ER. Uh, in fact, two episodes of ER playing two different characters in 2000 and 2002. And uh, in, a, in a short film called Old Tricks. In 2004, uh, the year that she passes away. So, I mean, from 1950 all the way to the, you know, to to the er, to the mid aughts, uh, this actress Ruth Manning was really just uh, part of our 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 lives through our television sets. So, uh, a pretty well, okay. cool career. Well, maybe that's it. I've just seen her everywhere because I was like, she is so familiar. Yeah, to you've me. seen her before. Yeah, uh, she's yeah. been on TV a bunch. She was in a Hal Ashby movie called Looking to Get Out with a, uh-huh. like a, with John Voight and Anne Margaret and Burt Young and all these people. But it's the yeah. one um, – there's a I, – I have my movie Instagram picture things. I did Hal Ashby once and this uh, woman, Sis Rundle, who's like uh, – she was – I think she was a, a Los Angeles Rams cheerleader. Back in like the seventies, oh. and she was okay. Like really, she was friends with that whole crowd. Like, like she was always posting pictures of her from back then with like Hal Ashby and Jack Nicholson and like all those like seventies oh, huge giants. Like this is her Harry Dean Stanton and like everyone that you know all these people she was around them anyway she's in that movie that this woman is in that hell ashby movie oh pretty. anyway she started oh, liking my posts and then she followed me and she still likes my posts and comments on them and stuff oh that's cool like, that's sis rundle <clears throat> anyway very cool i thought that was a weird connection that now i have such a close connection to three's company <laughs> aren't you jealous oh wow oh. Now Harriet Hadley comes on in and she's like, hey, did you, did you give her a job back and all that? And she's like, he's like, yes, Harriet, yes. I said I would, I did. And then Janet's like, would you stay for coffee? And she's like, oh. And she was just in a hurry to get out of there. Like she just came right. to the door like, well, if I'd known if it was going to take you this long, I would have waited. Yeah, nearby or would have would have come in. She was in the car. I would have come in. And uh, and so yeah, Janet's going or uh, Cindy's going to go make coffee, and uh, Mister Hadley's like, Cindy, this time let me make the coffee. Mm. <laughs> and so he goes into the kitchen, and then Jack bursts in, and not now Janet's himself into. Giving up Mr. Hadley's Having an tryst. With the secretary. His, what was it? Flagrant. His, his, his in flagrante. In flagrante. <laughs> <laughs> his God. office in flagrante. And uh, <clears throat> so now he's, he's in some big trouble, this guy. And uh, she says, you know, She's, she's, uh, Miss, Miss Hadley's, Mrs. Hadley's like out, out, out. And, um, and he's like, well, you're, you can forget about that job, young lady to Cindy. And, and she's like, mm-hmm. oh no, she's no, going, she's going to report I'm, back to me. Yeah. She's just the one to keep me informed. And, uh, she's from Fresno. She's from Fresno for mm-hmm. sure. And then she says, you know, he, 
cheated on his first wife with his secretary. I know, because I was his secretary. (laughs) And then she leaves. Now, I just want to say right here, in flagrante, in the very act of wrongdoing, especially in the act of sexual misconduct, Wow. Quote, he had been caught oh. in Florante with the wife of the association's treasurer. End awesome. quote. End wow. Quote. Good for you. I did not know that was a real thing. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah. He was caught in, in flagrante. flagrante. Um, anyway, now they're like, we did it. Yay. And then she's like, I'm not taking the job, though. Because I'm a secretary, not a spy. And you wouldn't respect me, and I wouldn't respect me, and no one would respect me. And you guys. And I'll get another job. And they all respect her for it. And And they're like, let's get some wine. You can tell that they thought, the writers and them, thought that that was going to be an applause moment. (laughs) And it wasn't. (laughs) And it was really awkward. No. Yep. She stood there with her hands on her hips like, that's right. Uh Uh-huh. I did it. And that was it. I Mm -hmm. did it. Yeah. Um, And then she goes to get the wine and she runs into Jack's toe or something. (sighs) Oh, my God. She's like, are you going to let her open that wine? He's like, oh, that's glass. So he starts hopping towards the door and she runs out and runs into him. And she's got... Red or white, two bottles of wine. Then she smacks him in the head with both of them. Oh, man. It's something else. It sure is choreographed. Yeah. And then (laughs) there's the the Chrissy tag. The apartment. Oh, boy. It's dark. The phone is ringing, ringing, ringing. It's odd. It's odd. Like, I've never seen the apartment like that. It was weird. Yeah. Janet stumbles out of her bedroom and picks up the phone, and it's Chrissy. And we establish that it's 2.30 in the morning, and she had a dream about her. Oh, and she tells her the dream. She tells her the whole dream of this thing that happens to her, and then she's like, and then I woke up. And she goes, What? What about the part with me? And she's like, well, I was on the way to you. I was on the way to your house. Or I was on she the was way on home. The way home to see them. And then she goes, uh, I had a dream about you too. And she says, What was it? She goes, I'll tell you after I've had it. And she hangs up, and she lays down on the table, on the, where the phone is, and then. The phone rings once, one ring, and she falls off. And then she gets up onto the floor. It's a good fall, whatever, even though it's all nonsense. And then, but then the phone doesn't keep ringing and she just stumbles back to bed. Yeah. It's just the one ring with, you know, so, so crazy. The whole thing was so crazy. Why are they going, going through this tortured charade of having Suzanne new Summers new world, right? make these phone calls? So it's so bizarre. It was super weird. And what's also really sad is just, listen, I love Cindy Snow. Uh, Jenny Lee Harrison's great. She really is. Problem is that like, she's like a walking apology for being there. She literally like comes mm-hmm. in and she's literally ruining Jack's and Janet's life with her presence, her quote unquote right. clumsiness, which is a metaphor for her challenged acting chops at this point. Maybe I don't know. It's also mm-hmm. weird to read between the psychological lines here. And then for mm-hmm. Chrissy to come in and you see Suzanne Summers is just so much better at playing the dumb blonde than Jenny Lee Harrison is. Jenny Lee Harrison's like really great in that she's, um, very likable, very relatable, but she's got these impossibly huge shoes to fill because Chrissy goes down as like one of the most iconic characters in all of sitcom history. Sorry. How do you make and, it different? Uh, you make it- the writers don't know what How to do, do with you- her. No. They don't know what to do with Cindy. Mm-hmm. 
No, yeah. is no. Is she a new person? Is she? Uh, is she? Is yeah. She, is she dumb? Is she Chrissy? Yeah, she's Chrissy's cousin. Oh, it's not, so she crazy. Seem to be dumb, and she doesn't even seem to be a klutz. No. Mm-mm. None of it makes sense. No. So any, you know, it was weird. I did not care for it. Yeah, I, I, her as Cindy so far is one of those things that's kind of uh, <clears throat> like I'm a, just a, a little bit embarrassed when I watch her. Yeah, like I can't get past. <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. Nothing, you know. Yeah, because it's, it's just she's in an impossible fault. situation. This poor it's, an impossible it's not. It's so terrible. It's an impossible situation. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. What do you all right? Oh yeah. Ratings, ratings. So yeah. That's what you were doing. Yeah, this was not a bad episode. Um it's just weird. Right now the show's weird because of all the weirdness happening. I'm going to give it like a solid 3.5647 Dominomini Booze for being great, good, good enough, fine, doing the job. Hey. All right. Good rating. Good rating. I'm going to give it three three stars. Okay. It was okay. I wouldn't change the channel, but I would be like, boo. Mm-hmm. And I'd be excited for the yeah. next episode to come on. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm gonna give it a <clears throat> three point two out of five. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Very it. interesting. I don't love this one. I don't know. This oh. is a weird. This it's is a weird, weird period. Yeah, it's a weird time for Three's Company right now. It is. It is. Nothing's really gelling at all. No, it's like you can see yeah. the scenes for sure in what's going on here. Yeah, it's not fun anymore. It's lost its innocent mm-hmm. spirit. I wonder if it yeah. ever comes back. I think it's going to come back with Terry. with Terry. I really do. Because I remember enjoying some Terry really? episodes. Yeah. Sure. I think I there's mean, a I... point where we all... Yeah, get over Chrissy not being there, and I think we're gonna have to. But um, it's not it's not that time yet. Yeah, yeah. Hating anybody? No, but you know what I mean. Like we have to kind of get it all out with her, and then we can be accepting of Terry. Yeah, it's probably just gonna be the rest of us. It's gonna be weird, and then yeah, they'll get it together. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they get it together before that. All right. Here we go. Next week. All right. Next week. Grab your balls. Next week. Grab your balls. Here we go. In hand. Next week's episode is called The Not So Great Imposter. The Not So Great Imposter. The Not So Great Imposter. Okay. Um, somebody comes uh, traveling to the apartment building to make some sales of a um <laughs> a vacuum cleaner <laughs> that uh, promises to do the job in half the time, but it's really expensive. So, Furley Larry. And uh, the three kids in the apartment, they all go in on this vacuum cleaner that doesn't end up working. And so they have to chase this guy down to the Regal Beagle to try to get their money back or set him up on a date with – they set him up on a date with Chrissy. Not Chrissy. Sorry. Shit. Cindy. And uh, to try to trick him out of the money. There you go. Boom. That's a great fucking there episode. That's pretty good. That's pretty good off the cuff episode. It's a great episode. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. The not so great imposter. That's the guy who's selling the stuff. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Giving up. Yeah, that's enough. That's all. That's all you need right there. 
That's all you need. Um, all right. Matteo. Yeah. I'm so glad we got to have this time with you. Yeah, me too. You know, I do. Well, it's been the holiday season and who doesn't have family obligations? Plus, I, you know, I did have a really great first Christmas with my baby girl. She uh, loved opening presents and we took some cute pictures. Uh, Clackety smackers. It was wonderful. Clackety smackers. Oh. <laughs> that one? Uh, it's a new one. Okay. Ah, clackety smackers. Oh well, clackety smackers. I'm glad. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. Well, Yarmany trinkets. What was it? Uh, Grammy crackets. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's what Grandy. it was. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. Okay. Uh, do right. we toast um, something? Well, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna toast something. That's what we do now. That's okay. That we do now? Yeah, we went back to toasting something. Okay. Okay. What are we gonna toast? Here's to let's hear it. Let's hear it for the girl. Let's hear it for um, Jenny Lee Harrison for doing this. Like, imagine what she feels like. Yeah. Coming on this. I agree. Set. That's a good call. And what? In the what a terrible situation to, like, we no put in. It's so awkward. Yeah. Yeah, but bringing a lot of heart to it and being yeah. so likable. Jenny Lee! This is sexually 